Bless our family, this is Natalie Rise, and you are tuned to the highest frequency, the Grow From Your Heart podcast with Rusted Jeff. Yeah, big up yourself every time, Rusted Jeff, Irie Genetics. This is the place you want to be. You know, you got to grow from your heart to know from your heart. So keep it locked. The Grow From Your Heart podcast starts now. Yeah, welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 806 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a fun show lined up for you. In this episode, we're going to give away free seeds. That's right, I'm going to give away free Irie Genetic seeds. Hang out, we'll talk more about the free seeds later in this episode. Before we get to the free seeds, I do want to apologize. I've had to make an adjustment on Irie Direct. We can no longer ship to Canada. The uh, Canadian Border Patrol has sent me a letter saying, please stop. Uh, then they sent me another letter saying, no, really, please fucking stop. I don't want that third letter. So at this point, I have stopped sending orders to Canada. I apologize. If your order did not make it to Canada, send me a message. I will gladly send you a refund. Also, you guys who are expecting seeds for prizes uh, in Canada, maybe they'll make it. Maybe they won't. I apologize. Send me a message if you don't get them. Maybe I'll send you a T-shirt or something up there in Canada. Again, I apologize. It's not my decision. It wasn't my move. This is the decision of the Canadian Border Patrol, and I don't want to mess with the Canadian Border Patrol any more than I already have. So I apologize. No seeds are going to make it to Canada in the foreseeable future, but we will work on something as soon as possible. Also, I want to send a big shout out to my buddy, White Mike. White Mike was on the last episode. If you have not watched the previous episode, I encourage you to go back and watch the episode with White Mike. We talked about hanging out at the Dude Grows Cup. It was a wonderful time to have White Mike on the show. First off, big fist bump and a thank you shout out to White Mike. Then thank you to everybody who commented on White Mike's uh, reappearance on the podcast. A lot of people were excited to see Mike on the show. A lot of people were requesting, hey, bring Mike back. There you go, guys. Mike was back on the show. I do plan on having Mike back on the podcast in the future because I've got a, uh, a setup idea, a little production idea that'll be a little bit different. Uh, I was cool with the way we did it side by side, but it kind of looked like uh, the cannabis version of Are You Garbage? If you get that joke, you're fucking awesome. But uh, it was hard to edit that one. A uh, little bit symmetry problems there. I found a new way in my head that I think will work better, look better on camera. So, Mike, I can't wait to get you back over, bro. Uh, we're going to change the setup a little bit, uh, and I have a good idea to make us both look sharp on camera. It's going to be great. So, Mike, you'll be back. You guys, Mike will be back on the show. Big thanks to Mike for being on the show. And like I was saying, thank you for all of the great words of encouragement on Mike's appearance on the show. It was fun taking Mike to the DGC Cup. Uh, so many people there knew Mike. Uh, Mike felt like a rock star at the event. So shout out to White Mike. Let's keep moving. I got a lot of energy today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on the 24th of June, I will be at the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash Seed Exchange. That's right. Come check it out. There will be a link to that event in the details of this podcast. If you're watching the video, uh, listening on Spotify or wherever, in the notes in the video description, there will be a link to buy tickets to the Groovy Gravy event. Also, while you're there getting tickets, use coupon code IRIE20 to save 20% off of your ticket. That's right, IRIE, I-R-I-E, 20. IRIE20 will save you 20% off your ticket to the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash in Denver on June 24th. 
come say hi. I will be there. Uh, White Mike should be there with me. Also, rumor has it that my buddy Billy Bong is going to fly in from Hawaii, hang out at the booth with us, help us vend a little bit. Uh, shout out to my buddy Billy for traveling from Hawaii. That's a good dude. You guys, big shouts to Billy. Uh, also, not just Irie Genetics will be at that event, but um, who else will be there? Top Dog will be there. Ethos Seeds will be there. Capulator will be there. Uh, Cali Connection will be there. I think Raw Genetics has a booth there. All of your favorite seed vendors and breeders will be there. So join us at the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash. If there is a pack of seeds on the market that you are looking for right now, this is the event where you can come get them. Get them straight direct from the breeder. Masonic will be there with a bunch of Wilson crosses, I'm sure. I'll be there with a bunch of great shit. I'll have Whitechapel seeds available. I will have Redline available. And the first... I think approximately 125, 130-ish people to buy a pack of seeds from the Irie booth will get a free tester pack of P91 Cross to Jack the Ripper. That's right, an unreleased uh, new tester pack. I know kind of what they do. My friends kind of know what they do. They haven't gone out to the public at all, so it's time for you guys to grow those, give us some feedback. Uh, so join us at the Groovy Gravy event. Grab a pack of seeds at my booth. You'll get a free pack. The first 130 customers will get a free pack of the Jack the Ripper crossed to, or no, it's the uh, P91 crossed to Jack the Ripper. And if you do get those freebies, they come with a little card. I really look forward to seeing your grow on Discord. If you've got a freebie pack of seeds, please go to the Discord and post pictures of your progress in the tester tab. There will be a link to the Discord and the show notes in the uh, video description. Click on that. That will take you to Discord. You'll find the tester tab. Go ahead and post all your pictures of your tester products there, please. All right. I think I've covered all of the business part of this podcast. It is time to jump into everybody's favorite portion of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. That is the Grow Question and Answer part. Today, I'm answering a question that came from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. If you go to my website, iriegenetics.com, there are a bunch of tabs on the top. One of them does say Grow Help or Grow Questions. Click on there. That will take you to a little questionnaire. We ask a few questions about your grow, and then we give you the opportunity to type in your main concern, main question about your grow. This one came from our friend Gabe on the Grow From Your on the Irie Genetics website Grow Help tab. The question goes: Rasta Jeff, thank you for reading my question, and I hope you and the fam are having an amazing year, bro. Everything is Irie so far. Thanks for the well wishes. I hope you and your family and your garden are killing it as well. It says I've been watching a lot of the podcast with other breeders like yourself. One topic that has caught my eye was breeding out the Herm gene. Then he said, I have a strain that was fire, but had a super high Herm rate and intersex rate is the word I prefer to use. Uh, what would be the best way to breed this out? Would it be worth reversing stable phenos if that gene is recessive? P.S. If you do read this on the podcast, my friends call me Panda. Big shout out to my buddy Panda. What's up, bro? Thank you for the great question. Um... As a breeder, so I've got a couple of different answers on a couple of different levels. You have to keep in mind, I make seeds for a somewhat commercial level. I'm selling seeds to people on the internet. I need my seeds to be top-notch, reliable, uh, not have any intersex traits hidden in those seeds in any generations, in any form, because uh, my customers, my clients, my friends, the Irie Army do not deserve intersex plants. It's my job to weed that out. So if this were me, uh, this strain that is fire but shows intersex traits would disappear. I would cut that bitch down. I would get rid of it. It would not last in my garden. With all of the seeds, all of the strains, all of the clones, all of the options, why would you pick a plant that's got intersex traits to breed with? Set yourself up for success is my opinion. That's my situation in my breeding company, in my grow, 
uh, in my rules, but you may not be selling seeds. You might just be making seeds for yourself. These seeds aren't going to go anywhere. If you're making seeds for yourself, it may be worth breeding out that intersex trait. But on somebody who's putting seeds out to other people, I don't want to do that. But you could breed it out. You could find another plant. So you've got the female that you know makes intersex traits. I would grow until you find one that does not make the intersex. If you can find a, if you've got several seeds, if you can find one, test it. If you finally get one that doesn't make intersex traits, uh, I would pollinate it with a different male and then start working on the back cross. Make sure every generation is tested thoroughly to make sure it does not have that intersex trait hidden in there. You could also reverse it uh, if you find a phenotype that you really like, but like I said a moment ago, this is like, um, this girl is really pretty. She's pretty nice to you, but on the weekends, she stabs you with a butter knife in your nutsack. Like, why don't you just find one that doesn't stab you with a butter knife in your nutsack? It would be that easy, in my opinion. Uh, this plant can't be that good that it's worth having this intersex trait. So you asked, um, how, what would be the best way to breed out that intersex trait? Um, find one that is minimally intersex, which doesn't even make sense to me. That's intersex. Intersex is intersex. It's got to go, but find one that doesn't, uh, show intersex traits or minimal pollinate that one with a stable, solid male, uh, and then repeat the process. Keep back crossing with that male. And then eventually you could wash out that trait. But, uh, the first thing I wrote is why don't you have other options? Like you've got to have other options. You're going to get a free pack of seeds since you sent me a question. So you could start with my seeds and not have to run those intersex plants would be my theory. Uh, my dude, I wish I had a better answer for you. My friend Panda, uh, instead of telling you, uh, don't breed with something that's intersex, that's not setting yourself up for success. That's, uh, trying to work out a problem with the plant that you know, that's problematic when there are thousands of packs of seeds available that probably aren't as problematic. So, uh, get one that doesn't stab you in the nuts with the butter knife is my theory. And then breed with that. So I'm going to send you a free pack of seeds because if you send me a question on the grow help tab and I read that question here on the show, you win free seeds. My friend Panda, as long as you are in the States and I don't have to ship to Canada, please do send me your shipping address with a real name. I can't call you Panda on your box. It's not going to fly, but send me a name and an address and I will send you a free pack of Irie genetic seeds. My friend, if you are in Canada, uh, let me know and I will send you a t-shirt and some stickers. I apologize. Like I said before, you just can't have any seeds up there in Canada until I get your government to play nice with me. Also, I wish I had a better answer for you, but as a breeder, who puts a lot of work into this plant, has a lot of passion for this plant. I can't find the heart in me to tell you to breed with this intersex plant. I tell you to get the fuck away from that. That's, that's what probably what a therapist and a good breeder and a good grower and a good podcaster should tell you to do. Run from that problem. You can do better. All right, let's move forward. Also, bro, thank you for the great question. And I hope to see pictures of those seeds when you do get them. I've got another question here in front of me. This one also did come from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. This person also is going to win a free pack of Irie Genetics seeds. Congratulations, my dude. This one is a general grow question, and it goes just like this. It says, Rasta Jeff, I love your podcast. Thank you for the great info. You are very welcome, my friend. Thank you for being a great audience member and sending a great question. It says, I have recently embarked in pollen chucking just for fun. That's a fun endeavor. I hope it goes well for you. Then it says, can you please explain how to finish a seed harvest? The first detailed question is, should the light schedule stay at 12-12? Um, I've done several podcasts on changing my light schedule from 12-12 to 18 hours on and six hours off for seeded crops. If you've bred, made, completed several crops of seeds before and you know what you're looking for in a seeded crop, 
I always recommend turning that light to 18.6. On your first time, maybe wait a little while to do that just so you can see what happens with the plants. Understand it before you fuck with it. But uh, the first few times you breed, do that 12.12 all the way till the end. Then eventually you're going to want to change that light timer to 18 hours on and six hours off after pollination. If my plants are seeded, I generally do that about 10 days after pollination. That's my goal. So I'll pollinate 10 days later. I'll flip that timer back to 18.6. Now you're going to freak out. You're going to say that's going to fuck up my plants. No, that would fuck up your flowers. If you were growing for usable, uh, smokable, photographable buds, is photographable a word anyway, photogenic buds, that would fuck up your buds. These plants are going to look like shit. These plants are going to look like shit. They're going to start to re-veg. But that's not a big deal because we're not growing for buds. I'm not growing for buds when I'm seeding my plants. My 100% focus is seed. I want as many and as many healthy and as many uh, high quality germinating seeds and as few crappy white seeds as I can possibly have in my harvest. And I achieved that by pollinating two times. Uh, I pollinate at the peak pollination time. I let that male plant build up a load again, pollinate one more time, cut him down, let the plants absorb that pollen, let them adjust for about a week. Then I switch that light to 18.6 and I get a tremendous amount of positively healthy, amazing, beautiful seeds. So that's the way I do that. Now, the reason I like to give those plants more light is because I believe light is the number one source of energy for these plants. So I give it more light that lets more energy into the plant. They can metabolize more. Guess what? They can feed that seed more. Also, you can cut down on several days of the flowering cycle. Most of the time, it'll take about six to seven, maybe eight weeks for some seeds to be done. You'll have them done by the end of week six with this method. So by changing the light cycle back, it does make the plants look a little bit wonky. They start to re-veg, they get a little bit fluffy, they start growing kind of crazy, but that's not the point. We make a bunch of amazing seeds is what I'm going for. Now, if you don't want your plants to look crazy, if you don't want them to grow wildly, if you don't want them to re-veg, only change them back to 18.6 for the last 10 to 14 days at the end of your flowering cycle. This will still speed you up. This will still give you healthy fat seeds, but it won't make the plant room look like shit as bad. All right, so do change the light cycle is something I do. Same temperature and humidity. Basically, yes. Sometimes I'll, I don't like the room to get too humid when the seeds are in there. I may let it get a little bit. If you've got struggles, if you can get it too humid or too dry, I would prefer too dry with the seeds in there. Also, don't spray the plants once they've been at all. I was going to say once they've been pollinated, don't spray them. And I spit as I said it, which is pretty ironic. I sprayed it and sayed it. Uh, but don't spray the plants if you're going to breed to them. You want all those pistols to be as healthy and fat and robust as possible. So avoid any sprays on those plants, especially thick oils uh, before and or after pollination. You may want to uh, use predator bugs in there if you're going to use a pest uh, prevention program. The predator bugs may be ideal. So same tip in humidity. Uh, keep the feeding flower nutrition or some NPK ratio thanks in advance. So uh, generally, you don't need to add the bloom boosters because you're not making big fat buds. We're not growing for the buds like I was talking about earlier. We're growing for seed. So you don't need the bloom boosters in there as much. All the, the bat guano, the uh, what's, what's the product, the bud swell? I would take out the bud swell because I don't need the buds to swell. I want seed swell, which is a totally different feeding regimen. So I kind of stick to a uh, vegetative nutrient with a lot of microbes and add a little bit of more CalMag than usual. 
And I said this on another podcast recently. I don't think I've ever talked about this publicly until I was on that Cannabis podcast, but add some amino products to your seed regimen when you're feeding the plants that are seeded, and those liquid aminos will help you create more healthy, fatter, more robust seeds, which will also be more resistant to problems when they do grow. So uh, add that, uh, the liquid aminos, uh, boost up the CalMag just a little bit, and then feed that vegetative nutrient is basically what you want to do. Put some microbes in there, feed whatever else you feed to keep that plant optimized and healthy. But basically, uh, base nutes, a basic NPK from your vegetative nutrients, uh, a little bit of extra CalMag just to boost that up, and then some liquid amino products would definitely help in there if you can. So I think that is most of uh, how to finish the seed harvest. Do you mean like Uh, when they're done. So eventually the seeds are going to start getting harder, right? You'll start seeing them popping out of the plants. Uh, They'll just start peeking out at the top. The plants will pop open. The calyx will pop open. Little seed will pop out of there. The bract will open up. It'll be peeking out like, I'm almost ready, daddy. Uh, Pull some of those seeds out of there from different parts of the plant and give them a squeeze. If they rupture, they're not ready yet. If you can squeeze it pretty good to where you get a dent in your finger, a little indention, a little mark, that seed is probably done. You should know by now what a done seed looks like. You've played with so many seeds, right? You've grown them. You could roll it on the table and press it. It doesn't pop. That's what you want, but you can also go too far. So once they start being hard enough to where they don't crunch, you want to take them out pretty soon after that because if you wait too long, they'll become too hard and they'll be hard to germinate. And when you put them in the water or the root cubes or whatever, they won't pop open. You'll have to scar them or crunch them a little bit to get them pop to pop open. So Uh, When they're hard enough, that is about when it is harvest time. You'll have to determine that on your own. The way that I harvest, this is just how I do it. There are a thousand ways to skin a cat. You pick your way. I'm going to tell you the way that I do it. A few days before harvest time, I'll go in the grow room and pick off all of the big leaves. Any leaf I can pull off, I just take it off right now. I don't need that coming in the dry room with me at all. That's just going to keep humidity in the room, and I don't want that with my seed drying. So just get all those big leaves off. Anything I can take off, chop it off. Uh, Then I stop watering. I let the plants get kind of dry before I cut them down. I don't need all that extra humidity in the grow room or in the dry room. So I'll let them dry a little bit. Don't water them. Then I cut them down. Then I take the plant tag that is in the pot and I attach that to the plant. Just use some duct tape or a a wrap or whatever and make sure that plant tag stays with my plant. I don't want to fuck this part up. It's very important to me. So I got my plant, my plant tag traveling together. I put that on a, I've got a little hanger thing that I use and I hang those in a spot in the dry and cure area. I chop all of the plants down and I spread them out a little bit and I just let them hang dry. I've got these, um, there's Sterlite bins. They're actually bins that are made to put like store your clothes or your shoes in and they slide underneath the bed. They got wheels on one end. These bins are made to slide under the bed. They're kind of shallow. I like these because I can set them underneath the plant and as the plant dries, if any of the seeds do fall out, it'll fall down into that bin. Eventually, these plants are going to get real, real dry. I don't really pay attention to um, temperature, humidity, airflow, or anything like that in this room. Uh, the room is just naturally ambiently acceptable. It's a cool, it's a decent room. It's cool. It's dry. It's dark. Uh, it's very acceptable for having plants. I don't have to adjust anything for the, uh, drying and curing of seeded plants in this room. So in this room, they'll be drying about 10 to 14 days. I want to get them real dry. So once they start getting dry enough to where I'm worried about the buds crumbling and the seeds falling out, I will take the plant and basically cut the sticks off and take a glove and just grab the bottom of the branch and just pull the branch out to where all the buds fall off into that Rubbermaid or that Sterlite bin that I was talking about earlier. Just catch all the, and seeds are going to fall out as this happens, depending on how dry those buds are. It'll just go crunch, 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 and it'll fall right into that bin. I'm collecting all the buds and all the seeds into there. I'll do that with every plant. 
and carefully do not cross the seeds from one bin to the other. Make sure that you move the bins uh, when you're pulling shit so seeds don't fly into the wrong bin. So I'll get all of the buds off of the sticks. Now I've just got a bunch of bins with sticks. Uh, then I'll put on fresh gloves because by now my gloves are caked and torn. Put on some fresh gloves. Then I go to those bins. And sometimes I wear a mask too because this can get very dusty. Uh, then I let it get super dry and I just take the buds in my hands and just crunch them. Crunch, 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 crunch. Just rub all the buds through my hands. There's other ways to do this. I've thrown the buds into a five-gallon bucket and used the paint stirrer paddle on a drill. It is and that'll go ahead and spin all your fucking seeds out of your buds real quick. But uh, I try to be gentle with the seeds, break them up with my hands, break them up with the drill bit. Uh, I've used a big spoon and gone in there and just used a spoon to break up the buds. I want to get that turned into dust. I want to beat all that bud material into dust. And then I take my bin and shake it. Now, at this point, all the seeds have fallen to the bottom. Most of the weed material is up at the top. We call that the chaff. Uh, at this point, I basically kind of scoop that off. Um, don't go too deep to where you're getting to the seeds and just scoop the chaff right off the top, set that to the side, give it a shake, make sure there are no seeds in there. You'll be cool. Then at this point, you've got to get the seeds out of all of that weed or the weed out of all of those seeds is how I look at it at this point. But I use a machine to do it. I've got a little machine that's got uh, a couple leveled angles and a computer fan, and it catches all the junk in one drawer and the seeds go into another. That machine was quite expensive. You could probably build one. I'm sure there are seed sorter machines available online. But you're going to have to figure out a way to sort all the seeds out of that junk. I've seen people use a vacuum. Don't turn it up super high and don't go hard with it. But you can, if you've got the seeds in a bucket or a bin with material on top, you can gently just kind of feather that vacuum through there and stir things. And you can pick up the weed material and leave the seeds because the weed material is much lighter than the seeds. So if you get the feel for it, if you're clumsy, if you're a goofy kind of person, don't try that when you're going to suck up all the fucking seeds. But if you got some faith in yourself, kind of you can suck up the chaff material without sucking up the seeds. So at this point, I've separated all of the material from all of the seeds. I will leave the seeds sitting out in a cool, dry, dark, safe place for a little while. I have had a friend sort his seeds before. This was not me. This was really a friend. I would admit it if this were me. He had a bag of seeds on a table or a cup of seeds on a table. They were open and a fucking mouse stole the seeds. I'm not joking. A lot of good seeds. We never got to grow that plant. We don't know what he even made because the mouse got all of his beans. So think about that. Put them somewhere where critters won't get to them. But I leave them open for a while and let them get really dry. Sometimes I put one of those desiccant packs in there to suck up the moisture, not a Boveda pack, a desiccant pack, something to suck up the moisture, not add moisture. But I want to get all the moisture out of there. Then I either put them, depending on how many I've got, sometimes they go in big one-gallon bag jars and carefully label that bag. I will write the new strain name. So let's just say frequency shift. I'll put frequency shift. Then I'll label about, I've got a seed counter also. I run them through the seed counter. I'll put how many seeds are in that bag. Frequency shift, 20,000 seeds. Then I'll put the cross, New York City diesel to a reversed golden goat. Then I'll put the harvest date on there so I know when those seeds were pulled. I just like to mark shit so that I know how many seeds, when they were pulled. That way, if there's a problem, if you say, hey, bro, if several people say, hey, bro, I bought a bunch of these seeds and they're not working, I can look at that whole batch and then I can run those myself and see if there's a problem in there that I missed before that you guys happen to discover because you grow a lot more of those seeds than I do. Uh, I run small batches and then you guys run, uh, I run 50 or 100 and you guys run 10 each and there's thousands of you doing it. So that's a lot of fucking seeds being grown. But so that's basically how I do a seed harvest. Um, I pollinate, I change the light schedule, I feed them pretty solid, uh, I defoliate heavily toward the end, uh, let them get dry, chop them down, let them get super fucking dry, pull off the buds into the bins, crunch up the buds, 
Uh, pull out the seeds, count the seeds, put them in a jar and get them dry as fuck. That's the basics. Um, I hope I answered your question. If you have any follow-ups, please do send me a message on the same avenue which you sent this grow question. And also, while you're at it, my dude, uh, please do send me your address with your real name so that I can get you a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you did not win a free pack of seeds on this episode, have no fear. I've got a big old stack of emails here in front of me. There are more in my inbox that need to be printed. Maybe, just maybe, I'll read your question on the next episode. Don't be shy. Don't feel discouraged. Also, you can get seeds at iriedirect.com. If you're looking for a specific pack, if you don't want to take the gamble on me sending you a random pack, check out iriedirect.com. There's a bunch of great stuff up there. Also, I just added quartz dab bangers on iriedirect.com that have got my face on them. That's right. Custom made DCS quartz bangers. They're high quality bangers made in California with my face etched into the bottom of them. There are 10 mil and 14 mil available. There are 90 and 45 degree of both sizes available. Very, very limited supply. You guys, I had very few of them made. I want to see how they sell. If they sell, if they do well, I'll get more. If not, this was a one-time run. And if you got them, you're a very lucky person. But go check out Irie Direct if you're interested in a quartz banger with my lovely face on it. Also, there's a bunch of great beans there. I think I already mentioned that part. All right, I think that is all I've got for you for this episode. Um, if you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, my email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Please send me an email. Let me know what you think of the show. Of course, if you have grow questions or cultivation questions or need help, go to the website, go to the Grow Help tab. Uh, send me your question there. That's how you can win the free seeds. Uh, make sure you check out Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Everything else is on my website at iriegenetics.com. There's a link to the Discord server. Uh, there's an updated link to the Discord server. There's a link to the merchandise. The shirt store is closed down for a minute. We are readjusting the inventory. That will be back after the Groovy Gravy event. I'm taking the shirts with me there. Uh, we'll sell a bunch there. Then we will fix the inventory. But the, uh, the Discord is there. The seed sales is there. The podcast is there. Everything you can imagine at iriegenetics.com genetics.com tune in is what all the cool kids say all right that's all i've got for you for this episode i want to give a giant shout out to my friend 8-bit and until next time take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me rasta jeff you bad motherfucker Big up yourself every time, Rusty Jeff.